Welcome to Real Money Talks. Real strategies from the money makers and the world changers that you can use to make millions, keep those millions, multiply your wealth, and build your team. Here's your host, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View, Laurel Langmire. Hey, this is Laurel, and welcome back to Laurel's Real Money Talks. Uh, this is a podcast that talks about how to make money, how to keep money, how to invest money, how to use a team properly. And today we're talking about Gen W, generational wealth building. As uh, many of you know, we're having an event coming up in Reno, Nevada, live. It will not be live streamed because we're going to keep the safe zone of these conversations and the families that are going to be there. And uh, today I brought uh, Kevin Harrington and his son, Brian Harrington, uh, you know, father-son duo, to talk about this very conversation. So welcome, you guys. Hey, Laurel, great to be here. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Laurel. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's exciting. And, you know, it's not that every, you know, family has to work together because I've been interviewing a lot of, you know, either, you know, uh, father-son teams in your case, um, uh, interviewing Sharon and her daughter, Forbes and her daughter, Brian Tracy and his son. You know, it's not that you have to work together, but, you you know, you are going to inherit everything, Brian. And, you know, God forbid, you know, you ever go before your dad. Uh, But how do you two talk about legacy building and passing the, the wealth that you're accumulating on? Because most families don't talk about it. Yeah, so let, let me, uh, I'll jump in and, and Brian can, can go from there. But um, I, I'll say this, I, I, early on in my life, um, you know, close to 30 some 40 years ago almost, I had my first big exit and was able to start thinking about, you know, hey, I'm gonna have wealth and I should, you know, plan for this and my family and setting up trusts, et cetera. But, you know, then when when Brian got older and he was coming through college, we started talking about, hey, is, is, is Brian, you know, he, he was a finance major, business major, and, and is, is Brian gonna look towards the family business? Um, or yeah. is he gonna be going, going out in, in, in his own direction and, and actually, I said to myself, I said, you know what? I'd like to see him go try something because it's too easy just to come into the family business. So I actually pushed him to go outside, get a job, a real job, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And and Brian can tell the story. He he interviewed with a lot of companies. He ended up uh, in corporate sales for Sprint. And, And Brian, I don't know if you want to say anything about all of this, but but this was prior to him getting involved with the family business, which I was hoping was going to happen. Okay, so I, I wanted him to start somewhere else, but end up back inside the company. Sometimes that doesn't happen, and so Brian, you you want to you want to talk about yeah. any of that? Well, as as much as I did not want to do that, you made me do it. Even though throughout college, I was in college, and and all I knew. I mean, even since I was a young kid, I always knew I wanted to work with my dad. And throughout college, we would talk all the time because he had a lot of cool stuff going on. And, you know, you see, you know, especially, you know, with Shark Tank, which, which was kind of happening right when I was in college, you know, him and I would talk pretty much every day about business and what he's doing and this deal and this product and that deal and 
and all of this. And like, I thought it was great. I thought I was setting myself up. I'm going to go work with him. I'm going to graduate, work with him. And he's like, no, 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 no. You are going to go get a, a job. You're going to go work for someone else. You're going to get, you know, training by a real company that, you know, not a real company, but like a, a bigger, he's like, I want you to work for a fortune 500 company, you know, go through their training program. And, you know, then, maybe you could come work with me. So, so that, that's kind of how that worked. And I was a little disappointed, but I eventually, you know, if you call him a couple of times a day and nag him, Hey, when am I going to come down? Cause I lived in Philadelphia at the time, you know, and he was in Florida and I was like, when could I come down? When could I come down? And finally, I think it was about a year and a half uh, after I graduated, finally started, you know, started working with him. So, um, yeah, you know, but I always wanted to. For, for I remember is brought, Sprint had this really powerful sales training program yeah. for knocking on doors, cold calling. And, and I said, this is the greatest thing in the world. Sprint is going to teach my son how to sell. I spent dozens of years learning how to sell myself doing it, but he's going to learn in four or five, six months how to go out and sell. He started with 10 kids in this program. I think there was, didn't like six or seven or eight of them get let go, Brian, and and you survived at, yeah. you know, at the end of the year, you were one of the, the few kids that made it through the program. Yeah, no, it was a great program. Like you said, I mean, try to sell, try to sell cell phones to companies <laughs> that already have cell phones. Right. So it was, it was a, it was a tough program. It was, it was, you know, really a lot of cold calling door knocking, like you said, uh, but it was great. I absolutely loved it. Learned a lot. And, and it helped me out tremendously. I mean, you know, dad, you created, you know, this whole course and program about how to sell. I mean, selling is the key to really anything. So I thought it was great. Yeah. Super. I it was, yeah. So, it, what happened from there then, Laurel, is as Brian got involved, he started in the basics of the business. He started, it, you know, we in, inside our, it was, he came into the Asina TV business. We owned Asina TV Inc., AscinaTV.com. We were producing 50 commercials a year. Um, we were doing, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, give or take, uh, over the years in sales on these products and billions of dollars, actually. But uh, Brian got involved in product development. He got involved in production. He got involved in scripting. He got involved in, in, in operations and distribution in retail sales. And then eventually he actually sort of ran the entire AsCenaTV.com business, which involved all of that. So, so he started in the basics and then got more involved and, and got to a point then where he could actually do the deals. And that was the most important thing because I can now take, I can find a product and say, okay, Brian, we're going to do this project, turn it all over to him. And he's got all the capabilities from to, to draft agreements from, because we've done thousands of agreements over the years. So we've got everything ready to go. He can push the buttons, get the things going. Now, Brian is heading up operations, all of, I mean, for all intents and purposes, Brian is the CEO now of what we do going forward. And every deal that we, that I get involved with, whether I invest in a company or I get equity in a company and on a going forward basis, I, between Brian and a couple of other key members, but Brian being the one that, that gets involved in all of my deals, he gets an equity stake. If I get shares of stock, 
I give him a, 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 a piece of that. And, and this is how I've decided to work my future is I want him to learn today while I'm still here, while we're doing these things. Okay, Brian, I, I don't even know if you know how many companies you have equity in right now, because um, I don't know how many I have, but it's it's dozens of companies, okay? And, and, and some of these assets have grown to be substantial. Yeah. Well, and what I love about that, and uh, my son and I are doing something similar. He's going to have to go work because I have the same rules. I mean, you and I have been partners in many things, Kevin. Uh, but Logan, you know, has graduated. He'll go do something for a while. He might go to the NFL, might, but uh, definitely take a CPA job, and then he'll come back, like you said, later, but under the umbrella of the family office. So, Brian, I'm curious on, from your perspective, right, you're about to inherit all of this. I mean, how does it feel to be in these deals side by side with that? What are some of the lessons you've learned uh, in doing it this way? Because I, sure. I, I, I appreciate that you're doing it this way. It's mm-hmm. open, it's collaborative, and uh, there won't be any surprises for you. Well, I, I, honestly, I think it's amazing because, you know, I, I don't know how every family works and dynamic between father and son, but like our dynamic is, you know, is, is, is great. I mean, I don't know if we ever even argue about anything. Um, so, you know, we have with, you know, which, whether that's good or bad, but, but we're, you know, I'm constantly always trying to suck as much value and information up as I possibly can. You know, and it was interesting because like, for like when COVID hit, for example, you know, obviously the world changed, you know, and, and that was kind of a point in time, you know, where, where, where Kevin, my dad here, he's like, I'm just going to take it a little bit easier because before he was traveling every other week or not every other, every other day, it seemed like he was going around the world and, and speaking and meetings and events and trade shows and this and that. And, and it kind of gave an opportunity, you know, for us to change your model, change what we do a little bit, you know, and for him also, and, and I don't think he would say this right now, because I think, you know, after the post COVID world now is kind of, you know, back to traveling all over the place a little bit, but not as much as before. Um, but like we changed our systems up a little bit where, you know, Kevin just mentioned, like, he doesn't even know all the deals that we have equity in. Like I'm kind of the keeper of the shop right now, yeah. more or less. Right. So, you know, it's not just me, we have a great team and, 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 you know, support staff and, and all of that, but um, you know, really like, you know, we're all the, bodies are buried, so to speak, like, it kind of all goes through me now, right? And, you know, which is good, because, you know, because, you know, from a generational perspective, like you're saying, it's, you know, I've been in that situation to really learn, and to understand, you know, how to do things, you know, how we set up our, our entities, our investments, our portfolio, you know, our deals and our companies that we're involved with, um, you know, how we take risks, where we take risks, where we don't. Um, and, you know, for me, it's just, you know, it, it's just, I've, I've kind of had had to force to, you know, to understand and learn and, you know, and, and really, you know, understand kind of how this is going to work. Um, and, you know, I think for us, it's been great, you know, and, you know, for, you know, for a number of ways, and even my younger brother, too, is involved in the business. Um, you know, he's what, nine, 10 years younger than me. So kind of, you know, kind of where I was 10 years ago, which, which is amazing. Um, And, you know, I think, you know, kind of generationally speaking, like, you know, we're being set up to really just understand it all because our business has changed a lot too. 
you know, it, you know, when I first got started, as Kevin said, you know, we were an infomercial business. You know, we're not an infomercial business anymore. I mean, we have maybe two or three shows on TV right now, but 95% of what we do is not on TV. So, you know, so we've had to adapt a lot. Um, you know, we've kind of also opened up more of, you know, the family office investment advising side of things than we ever used to, you know, that that's changed over the last few years. Um, so, you know, I think we're all learning as we go a little bit, but, you know, but obviously, you know, Kevin's experience, you know, with this going back 40 plus years now, um, you know, it's taught me leaps and bounds over, you know, over just kind of getting started in it. And, and, and also having him like, it's funny, like we just did a presentation to our um, social uh, following a couple of minutes ago. And you see all these people like, I just need to talk to you, Kevin. I just want to talk to you. I just want to sit down with you. I just want to get lunch with you. Like, I guess I take that for granted a little bit because, you know, I, I talked to my dad, you know, half a dozen times every single day. And, you know, it, it just, I mean, I guess it's really helped me, you know, and I do probably take that for, you know, for, for, I probably do take that for granted compared to a lot of the other people out there that are trying to make that, you know, get that opportunity. But, you know, it's helped me tremendously. It's helped my younger brother tremendously. You know, the types of access that we both have as, as, you know, sons of Kevin, um, and the opportunity that he provides, you know, to us, our family, our company, you know, and, you know, our legacy, really. So, um, and, you and know, first, listen, it's, it's a fun ride. Well, and um, I'm assuming, um, just because I, I know Kevin, I know your, your lawyer, I'm sure I mean, you're still working with Steve, right? Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, the same sort of structure for those of you listening, like when you put your family into the companies early on, where like, Brian, you can grow, like my son will grow, my daughter will then join later. And again, they're like seven years apart. Then, you know, when Kevin passes, when I pass, our kids can actually hold that legacy. And the, I mean, what do you guys both think? I mean, you've been around a lot of wealth, Kevin, you and I both have. And why so few people actually hold on to it to the next generation. I mean, that's why I just appreciate what you guys are doing, what, you know, Forbes is doing with McKenna, uh, the lectors are doing, you know, there's just families who actually are intentionally creating the legacy that what they built in their lifetime just doesn't die usually one or two generations later. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've had, I've been doing this now for 40 years and, you know, I, I've, keep doing it. And Brian's like, finally, my dad slowed down, right? So like it took COVID to I, the year before COVID, I was on the road 225 days. The year after COVID, 10 days. So I said, yes, I need, I need to make a change. And the change was not so not me just doing it all because I felt like, okay, I got to go. They, they want me in Dubai. They want me in Korea. They want me here. They want, you know, I was traveling. I did, I did 30 countries the year before uh, COVID, but I've been in over a hundred countries all over, but I decided, no, I need to work smart. I need to get my son to do this because if I pass away on one of these flights, he's not even going to know all the stuff that's going on. So that's when I said, I need to get him involved. I need to get a team involved, you know, and, and so, you know, a dream team, we've got, we've got lawyers and we've got digital marketing. And we also used to employ all of that. 
and have all these people on big fat salaries and, and yeah. expensive offices. And I remember a guy, I was paying 350,000 a year and his expenses were equal to his salary. And cause he loved to go out and entertain. And I'm like, how many Ginsu knives do I have to sell just to cover this guy's salary, right? <laughs> and, I, and, and we had 500 employees. So now, I mean, Brian's working out of his home. I'm working out of my home. Laurel, I think, I don't know if you still have your office up there, but in no, Tahoe, I sold my but, big office. I just have yeah. a very small little warehouse office. There you go. So no, we've no, all no. kind of said this, you know, I, I want, you know, Brian to be here. And and my younger boy, he's 24. He's, he's involved on, he works for Brian. He reports to Brian. So I think this was important for me to kind of, turn it over because Brian said he's sort of the guy that runs the show now. So yeah, and I um, think communication is so important too, right? It yeah. is having, you know, probably with anything in life, um, you know, whether it's relationships or, or family or business or whatever, I, I think just communication is very important and being open, honest, and, you know, and, and understanding, like I said earlier, like where the bodies are buried, you know, in, in a good way. Um, but, you know, and, and like how, like, you know, and where, you know, where it all is, what it all means, how to plan, how to operate, you know, and, and I guess like, you know, listen, there's probably things we could probably get better at also ourselves, but, you know, having disaster plans, you know, put into place and, you know, and, and whatever, but, you know, I think communication is very important also. It is. And what, what's your, both of your opinion? I want to hear kind of both from different perspectives. Why do you think so few people and, and families, I mean, you know, I've been leading this whole millionaire conversation for 20 something years. So our family, you know, grew up in it. My kids had businesses at four years old. Why do you think so many families don't talk about money or business at all? I mean, you know, you wanted to be a part of it, Brian. Um, I didn't know that Logan really wanted to be a part of it until just this last year or so. But why do you think so few families talk about it? Even if it's like from a Shark Tank perspective, Kevin, I mean, money's just not talked about. Business is more talked about, but money's not talked about. You know, I, I think it, people, they, it, it becomes a touchy subject. Um, sometimes I, so many people, I mean, God bless some of the people that I've done business with, but like Billy Mays was a very successful guy. He never planned for his death. And, you know, he had a 25,000 square foot home and a couple of Rolls Royces and money and all kinds of stuff, but he had no will. He had no planning. I think some people are afraid of it. They don't think it's like, well, maybe I'll wait till they get sick, you know, to think about my my estate planning and all that. I mean, I started working on mine in my 20s, you know. And so, you know, I, I, I think that it the bottom line is, is, is it's it's important to, um, you know, to, to, to make sure that you have this these discussions and a plan uh, that's that's in place because you, you just never know when. When, when you're done, okay. You know, say so when your expiration date's up. Exactly. And, 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 you know, so many people are misled uh, because this lovely thing called the internet. I call it the bathroom wall because anybody can say anything and there's no, you know, fact ver verification. But a will's not enough. A will still will take you through probate in your state. So, you know, even if you, a family's worth 100, 200,000, why give 40, 50% of it to the state versus having a trust in place. And just so, I think I think you're right, Kevin, most people avoid it. Brian, from your perspective, I mean, you're really young. So is it just, you know, it's just not gonna happen to me. It's not my time, I'm too young, I'll deal with it when I'm old. What do you think a lot of folks in your generation think about this whole I, conversation? 
I, I think I think they probably all a lot of them probably say that. Um, me being one of them, honestly, because you know my wife and I have talked about it. I have three young kids. Um, what happens? You know, it's my wife is probably and I've procrastinated that you know subject myself, honestly, because um, my wife's probably asked me you know a million times that we should you know put all this stuff together and you know even just starting with the wills and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's probably you know being young and thinking like oh, i don't need to deal with this right now is probably a, a big issue um i haven't really thought you know thought about that too much but you know i'm probably one of those guys who who, who have kind of been in that type of that type of mindset and now you have three young kids you gotta get ready for what you're gonna leave them yeah so I'll, uh, I'll hook you up with our trust lawyers. We got great team around the country. Great team. But um, so what else would you guys say about the Harrington, like the legacy, the, the piece of it? You know, Tom Ziegler is going to be our keynote and, uh, you know, Zig Ziegler son cannot wait. And he described legacy during our interview. He said, you know, there's two parts of it. One is the inheritance, which is the money and the stuff. And the other is the legacy, which is the character you leave within your family. Um, so when you think about the Harrington leg legacy, Kevin, what, what, what do you think about? Well, I, for, I think, you know, I'm an entrepreneur and um, I, I, people have called me the entrepreneur's entrepreneur. And I, I, you know, was one of the founders of the Entrepreneurs Organization. It's the largest uh, network around the world of entrepreneurs. I'm speaking, by the way, EO is getting me very involved in, in many of their, their, their uh, uh, events and and, and chapters around the world, just because I, I you know, this is yep. 1987 when I founded it. So I think the, the legacy I, I, I'm, I wanna live is an entrepreneurial legacy that, that, that is empowering my kids to uh, family and kids to continue with this and empowering entrepreneurs. And, you know, I, 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 when, when you think, what is Shark Tank? It's taking pitches, investing money in entrepreneurs' businesses, and 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 I just feel that that was a perfect uh, tie-in for me to become a shark and have a couple seasons, 175 segments on television. These things just keep rerunning over and over on all the national CNBCs and national cable networks, and so I, I I just believe that it's sort of handing off of the baton to to the kids and 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 Brian to to take it and run with it to support the entrepreneurial uh, community in a going forward basis as, as, as I feel that is, is, is so, so powerful to my legacy. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with that because, you know, the money is one thing, the portfolio, the assets, all of that's one thing, but you know, like, like, you know, Tom Ziegler, a great example, such an amazing man as you know and we've known tom for a number of years yeah. um such a smart guy love to listen to him talk love to get advice and stories from him um and, and what he's been passed down from his dad zig you know is it, so amazing and i think that you know when it comes to us like we get thousands of inquiries every single month of people looking for help starting their business um and that's kind of what kevin's you know saying right there is is you know, if you, you know, the entrepreneur's entrepreneur needing help, you know, thinking about how to build, start, grow, scale, whatever, you know, a business. And, and that's, you know, I think what people think about Kevin, you know, and, and, and us about, right? So I think that's an important thing for us, you know, long term. 
Yeah, it's a beautiful legacy and an important one that you guys keep talking about. So I appreciate you both uh, your time. I know uh, we've got to wrap this up. Uh, I'd love to come back at another time. And, uh, you know, Brian really talked to you about, <clears throat> you know, your kids, Kevin's grandkids, and how this legacy is going to continue. Because I think it's an important conversation that families just start talking about. So I appreciate you guys both just, you know, sharing your side of that with the uh, the world as we post this out on our podcast. So there you have it. You have the Harrington legacy beginning to have the conversation out loud here on our podcast at Laurel's Real Money Talks. So if you have any questions, have any requests that you want, go to asklaurel.com. That's where we have our calls to action from this show. And if you're curious about the Gen W Conference, it's genwealthconference.com. It's in Reno, Nevada, October 26th to the 28th. 2022. It will be highly recorded and brought back out on an encore uh, following up with the event. It will not be live streamed. So get your tickets today. And now we're running kind of a two for one special right now. So if you uh, click on a link below, genwealthconference.com, call our office, talk to Terry. I'll see you October 26th. Let's continue this conversation about what your legacy is going to be. Thanks for listening to the Real Money Talks podcast. Your host has been Laurel Langmire, author of five New York Times bestsellers, money expert on Dr. Phil, CNN, CNBC, The Street TV, Fox News, and The View. Want to learn more about off-Wall Street investing, tax strategies, and multi-million dollar business strategies? Visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast for past episodes, show notes, and resources. For some special wealth building gifts only for Laurel's podcast listeners, visit liveoutloud.com slash podcast gifts. Do you have a burning question for Laurel? Visit asklaurel.com to submit your question, and it may just be covered on a podcast episode. So stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to get new episodes every week.